our elites know so many things that just aren't true. All these election deniers, uh, like, are, uh, are they are they only saying elections legit if they win? Yes. That's the thing that's frustrating for me. Like, are Republicans going to say, unless we win, if the election was stolen? That's Charles Barkley. He played basketball. He is apparently completely either unaware or perhaps perhaps I'm wrong. I don't know much about Chuck Barkley. Perhaps he was born after Al Gore and George W. Bush or after President Trump used Vlad Putin to steal the elections. Our elites go through such hardship. This is Stephen Colbert. Who's, he's, a, he's a comedian. He's so funny. And he's chatting with Michelle Obama. How did the Obama family keep sane during lockdown? You know, the interesting thing is I, you know, Barack and I probably did better than most in lockdown. You think? Now, why would that be? Because you didn't lock down? Right? You just told other people to do it. And half the country did. Our elites are so thoughtful the way they protect us. This is Representative Higgins talking with uh, disgraced FBI boss Chris Ray. Does, does the FBI have confidential human sources? Uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021? Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even our- now. That- so even <laughs> I have to be very careful about what I say. Even now. Even now that you intend and uh, intend to indict a former president, even now. After you guys raid his home, even now. After this election, even now. Let's talk more about the elites and their pain. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And this is a reminder right here. Uninjected, unafraid, and unowned. The Todd Herman Show. Sometimes I just like to hear that one. This is my this is truly my favorite, though. The only knee we take is to the Lord. The <laughs> Todd Herman Show. I like those. Those are fun. I continue to think about the degree to which the Lord lets people roll around in in this reality that their fleshly desires and their greed and their hubris is built for them. And man, I hope I'm not in that group. 
I, I hope that the Lord is will rescue me from from being spiritually captured that way. And I'm reflecting upon what we're learning and continue to learn about it's almost a theme this week, the lack of of reality. Or let's say it this way, the, the lack of uh, the lack of being able to trust that we're being presented with the actual reality of situations. And, you know, the elites consider themselves our betters and far smarter, far more evolved, and that it is their job to protect us from ourselves. And really, they want to protect themselves from us. They, they can't, if they think of themselves as parents, why wouldn't they hide the inner workings from us? Why wouldn't they create a reality that they think will appease us and keep us dumb and happy? You know, when families go through financial strife, sometimes the parents will make the decisions. Don't let the kids know. Uh, Incidentally, the kids know. Sometimes families will make the decision, mom and dad are having terrible marriage problems, but they'll never admit it to the kids. Heads up, the kids know. They sense it. I wonder if we're just two groups of people, the elites and us, each sensing lack of trust, maybe some disdain. And I wonder to what degree... Abiding in the word of God and abiding in Christ can, I mean, obviously with God, anything is possible. Let's be clear about that. But I'm wondering if extra godly behavior from us can draw them back from feeling like they need to lie to us all the time. Sadly, I think unless God does that, I don't think there's a lot of hope for that. And well, unless God, if God does it, there's hope. Man, things are getting really, really exciting uh, for folks who got on board early with Bonefrog Coffee at bonefrog.us. And I say that because, you know, we're talking about having a sense of things. Um, I have a sense that Bonefrog Coffee is about, I don't want to say crest, but really breakthrough. And I'll tell you why I'm feeling that way is because now I'm beginning to see Bonefrog inserted into the social media conversations that I am not a part of. Tim Cruikshank, the founder and CEO, 25-year Navy veteran and um, former Navy SEAL. Tim's not a part of. I'm starting to see talk about the company. That's, that's big. And I have now enough friends of mine who have said, once you, once you get Bonefrog coffee, there's no other coffee. And my friends will tell me, like, I've had friends of mine say, oh, I really like my financial advisor. I think Zach Abraham's probably better at it, but, but I really like my guy. I have yet to have anyone try Bonefrog and say, ah, I'm going to go back to my old stuff. So I have this sense. So let's push them over the top. Well, let's do this together. 
We've been uh, we've been blessed to work with Tim and, and Bonefrog from the very beginning. Let's make the Christmas season the time and, and Thanksgiving where we work together to have people try the frog. So let's do it this way. If you are on subscription with them at bonefrog.us, get some extra bags to try and, and sample for your friends who are at the holiday basis, maybe for some uh, gifts. If you've got friends who served or are big fans of Navy SEALs, get some of the merch. If you have just tried the coffee and not yet subscribed, how about leveling up the subscription at bonefrog.us? That way you never run out of coffee. And if you've not yet made the decision to try the coffee, this is the perfect time to do this during the holiday season because you can try it with friends. And heck, buy yourself some gifts. Stuck, you know, stuff your stockings with some bone frog at bonefrog.us. It's available in K-Cup. It's available in, in Drip, in French Press, in Whole Bean, Espresso, all of that. And in all sorts of roasts. And the coffee is the story. Mentored by, in fact, some of the roasts done by a legitimate coffee legend named Dave Stewart. It's bonefrog.us. In Congress, and this goes to this 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 notion that these folks consider themselves our parents hiding the, the reality from us, lest we, um, the, the deplorables and the children, or as we're watching a show which is partly horrific uh, called uh, Poldark. It's part of it's just horrific. Everybody's sleeping with everybody, or I should say having sex with everybody. Part of it's a good show. But the elites then were calling people the Vulgars. Uh, and it's set in England in the almost 1700s, I think 1695. Um, if we put ourselves in that mindset that these people are protecting us, that's their, that's their mindset. We can't let the kids know the country's breaking up. We can't let the kids know that we are, in fact, purposely destroying what is because they have too much power. If we put ourselves in the minds of the elites who are saying, you know what, I, these people elected Donald Trump. We can't allow this. I mean, they actually made a, a, a choice outside of the approved candidates. We, we can't allow this. There was, there's this situation I used to talk about, don't be ruled by the tyranny of the or. When someone tells you something like, do you want this or that? Listen for the third choice they're not telling you about. Cash or charge? No, neither. Don't be ruled by the tyranny of the or. If you look at the way the parties work, the DNC and the RNC, these are private corporations. They're run by private investors. You're not a member. You can work to be elected as a member, but you're not a member. You're not on the steering committee. You are money and votes. That's all. And their process of finding candidates is, I've been involved in it. It starts with, can people self-fund? Do they have enough money to self-fund so that we don't have to give them money? And it goes to this level. Will they change their opinions to win? Are they malleable? I mean, they come in with a set of opinions. When we sit them down and say, yeah, yeah, I, I know that you really are against the murder of babies, but could you maybe talk less about that? 
and this whole, all these social issues. We don't do that. And not to mention, you know, the need to get into either deciding to secure our elections like Florida did, Florida did, or to go into um, you know, a vote harvesting like the Republicans in California have done, incidentally, and they're doing very well. They're, they, they may well have a majority in the House. That's not being talked about a lot, but there may, we be, may well be a Republican majority in the House in the state of California because that party, God bless them, uh, adapted And they went and did the cheating, the legal cheating that the Democrats created based upon the Washington state model of how to steal elections by counting until you win. That's what they did in Washington state in the Dino Rossi race. So when you think about it through the perspective of of folks who believe there are betters, there are parents that were the vulgars, that were the deplorables. And you go back and you look at this uh, conversation between Rep Higgins and disgraced FBI boss man, Chris Ray. And, and it was Chris Ray who, oh, I can't uh, stay and answer any more questions. I have a flight. I, I cannot miss this flight. So I couldn't possibly stay. He was the guy who was looking at in the face of the American people lying through our representatives. He, he couldn't miss the flight because he was using the private jet that we pay for that he treats as his own conveyance. So why wouldn't they construct things like being involved in Jan 6? As Julie Kelly's pointing out, there were at least eight informants uh, within the Proud Boys and um, the Oath Keepers. And it's so weird. Despite being informants in their months and months and months before J6, it's so weird. With all this meticulous planning for this very, very well orchestrated, tactically tight insurrection attempt you know with all the ar-15s and the uh the 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 grenades that they had and and all the drone supports uh flyovers and facial recognition stuff and and night vision and they had those distractions set up where they were you know bombing that place in virginia over by the the monuments on on the mall and they had all these distractions in place and they had that that amazing uh special forces like approach where what was it 20 guys in 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 teams of five went in through separate entrances to gain access to the Capitol and all of them armed and they had primary, secondary, tertiary weapons and Oh, hold it. I'm thinking about a movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that didn't happen. But it's so weird that the FBI with all these informants didn't sniff out and stop this so-called insurrection. And this is, this is Chris Ray chatting with Rep Higgins. Does, it, does the FBI have confidential human sources? Uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters? on January 6th of 2021. Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even now, because that's what you told us two years ago. May I finish? Uh, About when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, But to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, 
that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being opened? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, confidential human gentlemen's source. time has expired. We, we, we should not read into that, Chris. Uh, here's what I read into that you did. That's what I read into it. And I'm right. Because other than, no, of course we didn't have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol before the doors were open. The answer to that is either no or yes. The reading into it, because you refuse to answer that, the answer is yes, you did. Otherwise, you would say, no, absolutely not. What are you talking about? And incidentally, when they're questioning these guys, I've said this before, when Congress questions um, supplicants and and people whose budgets they control, I'm telling you, you have got to remind them. Uh, Before we speak, I'm going to remind you, I am an elected official. I hold public office at the, at the trust of the people. When you speak with me, you are speaking with my constituents. You are speaking to the American people. We control your budget. We are part of the tricameral branch of this system. Congress existed before you. Your department, your bureaucracy... You have no authority in here. We do. And so when Chris Ray says, can I finish? My response would be no. No, in fact, you can't. Because you got off on the wrong foot with me. No one is fooled by two years later, we can't say no one. But then again, Chris Ray. I mean, we elected Donald Trump. We're holding on to insane notions like men are not women. Insanity. We have these crazy, vulgar ideas like the government schools we fund As a constitutional prerogative, we are to provide education for kids. That we have this nuts notion that we get to have control over what's taught into the schools we fund. So when you look at it from Chris Ray's perspective, we have this insane notion that we get to control our interactions with doctors. We have this vulgar, filthy idea that we don't need to be tracked everywhere we go. 
we have this annoying proclivity to want to make up our own minds as to what's true and what's false based upon some of us, based upon the word of God, some of us based upon the word of God plus scientific rigor. Chris Ray demands to have that power for himself. If we begin to think about toxic parents and we think about Chris Ray, I'm not saying there are parents, far from it. But if we begin to think about toxic parental behavior, some of this makes more sense. You know, a toxic, there's a lot of ways to have toxic parenting. One of them is to keep secrets. Think you're keeping secrets from the kids. Oh, our kids don't know that we've got a terrible marriage. They know. Oh, my kid doesn't know I'm cheating on my wife. Nah, probably doesn't know that detail, but absolutely senses it. And, and please don't kid yourself. Oh, our kid doesn't know we've got financial troubles. Yeah, they do. Unless you're just leveraging every credit card in the world, and then your kids are going to find out when things crash. I've, I've had that happen to dear friends of mine who live like multi-gajillionaires until the IRS came and said, you know about those taxes for the past 10 years? We're going to need that. But they hide this stuff. And they think they're successfully hiding it uh, for the good of the children. If we apply that and we then apply this to people, not Chris Ray, uh, this, there's a result of this. Um, Charles Barkley's this basketball player. I think I mentioned him earlier. And some people think he's a smart guy. And I'm being a little unfair here. I don't know a thing about Chuck Barkley, Charles Barkley. I, I've heard enough of him to know he, he likes to be outspoken. But Charles Barkley is a child of elitism. And it's worked with him. Um, when we do programs like this, and I want to make sure everybody understands this because it's sort of vital to what we do. Um, when we do programs like this, it is because we have the support of companies big and small. And one of the biggest ones that we have, and we're so blessed to have um, this, this, this great interaction with, is big by way of being small. So let me explain this. Um, Boer Capital Management, you've heard me talk about. I don't know if I've mentioned the fact that they, they could go a lot bigger I mean, they could be a, they could have a lot more employees. They could have a bigger footprint. Zach Abraham at Boer Capital Management, my brother there, he is, I don't mean that we're from the same family, although just the family of Christ is called my brother. He is committed to being high touch. He reviews every client's portfolio, every one. And it is the investment philosophy that Zach has championed that has driven Bulwark to this point of success, which has been, you know, a decade in building. And it comes with a philosophy that what's, what's my number one responsibility as I steward people's money? And they talked about this. You know what it came down to? Risk management. Because look at this, this scam that Zach had been warning about for the past couple of years, FTX. That thing was growing a hundredfold each year, and it was it apparently was a Ponzi scheme. Um, Zach was warning about that, and look, 
the guy who was running that was seen as a billionaire and, and he was going to be the next Warren Buffett. He had no risk management. Seems like he was running a swindle. And people can get plenty rich, but when the, the bottom drops out of the bucket and they didn't have a risk management approach in place, all those riches are gone. So it starts with risk management and then honest appraisal. Like what's the actual circumstances? We've been talking this week about what's real. Here's what's real, math. <laughs> math and physics. Eventually, FTX folded because it had to. Zach had warned about that. Eventually, the world has to wake up to, wow, we need oil. I'm telling you, before the end of the year, find that if your portfolio is set up for this chaos economy with risk management, it's called Bulwark Capital Management, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Investment advice cannot be given under the client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative, Trek Financial LLC, and SEC registered investment advisor. So Charles Barkley appears to me to be a guy who's had great success in, in, okay, give him credit. He has gone from being a sports caster of sorts or color analyst. And I think, you know, he has this reputation of Charles, Charles, just say anything. Charles, man, Charles, just it's Charles. He just tells it straight. And I, I think that Charles Barkley probably says whatever's on his mind. He's multimillionaire and, and he earned that through, I understand he was a really good basketball player. And now he branches out into cultural analysis. That's his right. He's a grown man. He gets to do that. And he's on here with Donnie Lemon because <laughs> they're giving Donnie Lemon another shot at, uh, at big time TV. Uh, Donnie Lemon's doing a morning show now and they've surrounded him with a couple of women and he's updated his glasses. He has. They're really colorful. Um, kind of a, a pink type glasses. I don't think they're quite pink, but maybe a dark pink. Is that such a thing? And they're sharp. I mean, these things are sharp glasses, and they really play off of um, of his eyes. Beautiful, but they've, and they've really got those lenses that never have any glare. I would say that's the biggest lift in the show. And I'm telling you, the glasses are gorgeous. But that's it. So Chuck Barkley is on with um. Incidentally, why is Chuck a nickname for Charles? Why is Hank a nickname for Howard? Why is that? Hank isn't, Hank's not part of Howard. Chuck's not part of Charles. I think I say this because my name can't be turned into a nickname. All right. So Charles Barkley's on with Donnie Lemon. Donnie Lemon's wearing these, did I mention the glasses? Man, they're knockout. And this is Charles Barkley talking about things he knows. He knows this cold. And so he shares his knowledge with us. All these election deniers, uh, like, are they, are they only saying elections legit if they win? Yes. That's the thing that's frustrating for me. Like, are Republicans going to say, unless we win, if the election was stolen, is that the motto we're going to have for the rest of history? If they don't win an election that was stolen? And that was the thing that bothered me the most about watching Kerry like I say, she's always been great to me. She was always a nice lady. But what I've seen the last few years is just really disappointing because this thing that unless Republicans and let's say, hey, I'm an independent. I vote for whoever the hell I want to vote for. I'm an independent. But this notion that unless Republicans win the election, it's stolen. We can't go on like that. That's just really sad. Yeah. 
I was uh, in a board meeting this week. And one of my fellow board members is an office holder in the state of Idaho. And I won't say his name because I don't go around sharing conversations. They don't have permission to share. But he was talking about he was talking about an early presidential election. I got to track him down and ask him uh, which president this was. Um, but they, they, he went through the state of Louisiana and they would go to these little um, what do they call it? The state of Louisiana. Uh, and they would go to these wards and vote. And there were there were all these wards that had, you know, 100 people, but they got a thousand votes. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember the name of this president. I'll have to reach out to him and maybe you come on. That would be cool because he, he's aware of like vote fraud through history. This guy was putting people in in vans and taking them around to all these different wards and just showing up. Hey, we're here to vote. And he won. He won. He won the state of Louisiana. So to say that vote fraud doesn't exist is to say humans um, have a sin problem everywhere but the ballot box. Humans who will lie big and small. Uh, my favorite lie in the world is the you know 2.30 in the morning phone call. <clears throat> Hello? Hello? Did I wake you up? No. I don't know. No, I don't sleep. Oh, no, I was, I was out here. Uh, was, I was, I was, I was uh, gapping my spark plugs, uh, rebuilding the V8. Uh, what's up, man? You know, humans lie big and small, but not in elections. Not in elections. And if they did, they'd get caught. Because human beings in law enforcement, you know, when they rise to the top of the FBI, they're honest, man. You mean just the facts, ma'am. And to the point about Barkley being a victim of elites. Charles Barkley is surrounded by rock solid knowledge unshakable knowledge of things that just aren't true. Like it's Republicans who do this every time. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's what real I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you you know, fight against that in 2020. You are absolutely right. He is an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? (laughs) Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election and he was put in office because the Russians interfered. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this. President-elect as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one thing that Trump 
is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Do you believe Trump is illegitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. There absolutely is a cloud of illegitimacy. So that legitimacy is in question, yes. So that was a very tainted election. And and in that sense, it's illegitimate. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he knows he didn't. Charles Barkley knows a lot of things that are not true. And he is a classic victim of having toxic parents. Like toxic parents in the Mockingbird media, toxic parents in the Democrat Party. Wait, I have to pay for things, but there's still checks in the checkbook. I took a, well, sometimes my wife says, do you really want to say these things? (laughs) Sometimes she says, do you have any filter on the podcast? I was just going to say it. I took a shower and I know people going, I, I don't even care. I don't want to know about your showers. I took a shower and I thought I'm going to really think about the product review of the MyPillow towels. So it starts with this. If I were to compare the MyPillow towels to the ordinary towels I have, they pick up the water more quickly. That's less effort. I am now, again, my wife would say, are you sure you want to say this? I am a big believer that you can use a towel more than once. If you hang the towel up and it completely air dries and it's, you know, you have a, a, a good, decent, clean bathroom, I think you can do that a couple times. And it holds its softness even when you do that. Uh, The towels that we bought are huge. You could wrap, I would say, a good-sized German Shepherd in it. Maybe not all the way. And the Shepherd might not like it, but I think you could do it. And then there's the knowledge that they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. And they're made in small-town America. I was born in a small town. And if you're not completely satisfied with these, the 60-day money-back guarantee, they've extended this, Mike Lindell at MyPillow has, to March 1st. That's, that's, wow, really? So you could buy these for the holidays, and if your friends are not satisfied, you can say, we're returning for you. So you two can wrap yourself up in nothing but the best. Made in the United States, MyPillow six-piece towel set, regularly $89.98, now for only $39.98. It's MyPillow.com slash Herman. You use promo code Herman in there. You will find deep discounts on all MyPillow products. So get your six-piece pillow set for only $39.98. That's like 50% off. So go to MyPillow.com slash Herman, promo code Herman. That's MyPillow.com slash Herman. And if you do decide to wrap a dog in these great big towels, will you tell me what size dog and how it worked? And did the dog like it? MyPillow.com slash Herman. So Chuck Barkley. I hope I was clear. I hope I was clear uh, about him being kind of the result of toxic parenting because Chuck, Chuck Barkley would sit there and look in the eye and say, only Republicans do this. 
like, you know, a kid who is raised in, the, say, um, a toxic parenting background where the parents hid financial problems. And there's that, wait, I have to pay for this? What? Wait, when I use a credit card, I have to, like, I thought that you could just keep this roll. Wait, you don't pay credit card bills with credit card bills? Oh, wait, so you don't, you don't hit your wife? Wow. How do you, how do you control her? Now, and incidentally, I'm not saying that Charles Barkley does anything like that. I'm sure he's very fiscally responsible and I'm sure he's never gone around hitting women. I'm not saying that about him, but I'm saying the result is talk. Wait, Democrats have done that? This is why, to me, it's so vital that the word of God is not, it's not something we read. And this, I'm talking about myself here. I don't read the Bible enough. Because it can't be something that we pick up and we read from time to time out of duty. When I really give myself to reading the Bible, I start digging it. Want to know why? Because I start discovering things. And it's so funny that the way human pride creeps into this. I was reading something about King David when his... um, when he was on the verge of losing his kingdom for a bit and he was in hiding and he, um, he was uh, described this garden. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is Gethsemane. And I start making these notes and, and then I'm thinking, everybody's discovered this. Who's an academic. You're not special. God's revealed something to you. But having the word of God as the truth meter makes it easier for us to spot lies. I'm convinced of this because the more time you abide with the truth, God is truth. The more time you hang out with God, you know, abiding is, I guess, a fancy phrase for hanging out. But in a, you know, you know, very, uh, you know, attempting to be more like Jesus as you hang out with him. Don't you think that gives you a better, a better truth filter? Chris Ray. Uh, well, I know it's been two years since that event. And uh, this is an easy yes or no question. Uh, but I have to be very careful about admitting that we had people change uniforms, put on Trump shirts and get into the Capitol before the doors were open, because that would mean that we helped instigate this and I'm not going to say that so I'm going to pretend I just have to be very very careful and the more time you spend around truth the word of you know the word of God the easier it is for you to go wow that seems like he's lying and then on things that are just obviously not true uh there is this that 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 now I want to be careful but let me just do one other thing on Chuck Barkley just let me do this do you remember this Maricopa County guy? We played this audio of him um, Monday. He was the election supervisor. His name is Bill Gates. Uh, incidentally, if you if your last name is Gates and you have kids and you have a son, don't do Bill. <laughs> because I, I, it seems to me we're learning some things about people named Bill Gates that might not might not be flattering or, you know, worse yet, might be bad for the United States of America, right? So we played this audio of this guy on, it sounds like he's on Howard Stern's show, and he's talking about, uh, yeah, Republicans have to face, uh, Republicans have to face just just complete, complete humiliation um, at, at the polls. 
And he said this because, yeah, it's uh, it's the only way to save the party is to is to lose a bunch of elections. Otherwise, people might make a terrible decision to elect someone uh, to be president that we that we didn't that we didn't pre-screen. And this guy says this stuff and it turns out that that's not that's not all he did. It wasn't just talk. He also has a super pack that he put together uh, with friends. Well, it's not a super PAC. It's a, it's a pack called Pro-Democracy Republicans of Arizona, and it claims on their website they're fighting to keep our democratic institutions alive. And one of the ways they're doing that is to stop mega candidates. Okay, so let's just add up the scoreboard here of our parents in Arizona, our toxic parents in Arizona. The woman who was running to be governor against Carrie Lake got to be the woman who oversaw the election uh, between she and Carrie Lake. And the guy who is responsible for counting the ballots um, in Maricopa County and making sure that the election is the second safest and most secure in history he has a pack committed to stopping mega candidates. This is this, this is this conversation that this guy had. And it sure sounds like I should find out because I want, I want to give credit where credit's due. It sounds like he's talking to Howard Stern. Bill Gates is joining us, a Republican uh, Maricopa County supervisor. Um, you said the other day, um, I think the way back, and I believe you're talking about your party, is by humiliation at the ballot box. What do you mean by that? I fear, I fear that if we continue to nominate people uh, who deny the truth, uh, then what may have to happen is, is that we lose elections. I don't want Republicans to lose elections, but I also don't want candidates who stated that they're not going to accept the wishes and the will of the voters. But did. But did. To, to be serving in office. And sometimes it does take uh, going through a difficult situation like that for a party to find itself again and to again nominate people. One of the things uh, that drives me crazy about people like this, this parent of ours who thinks he's our parents and protecting us, is Bill Gates. Okay, this could be a very prideful statement. Let me, let me wind down the human pride. If I had a conversation with Bill Gates about what he just said about not following the will of people, um, by simple Socratic inquiry, I could humiliate that man into tears by simply saying to him, when Barack Obama sponsored 1,500 lawyers and, and bureaucrats to teach uh, people who worked in the bureaucracies to not follow President Trump was was that a form of refusing the will of the people since President Trump was duly elected? Was that a form of that? When John Kerry went to Iran and other countries and said, pay no attention to the President of the United States, was that not following the will of the people? When the Supreme Court correctly pointed out that the Constitution, in fact, does not give a woman a right to an abortion. 
and that then resides in the states. And the federal government said, we don't care. We're going to engineer abortions for illegal immigrants. We're going to extend now the VA into doing abortions. Was that, was that denying the will of the people, Bill Gates? And if he would have a conversation with me, and, in, 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 and it's not anything I would do. God gave me the ability to speak and to think. And, and the facts would just drive that man to tears. Who, uh, you know, who, who are focused more on all of the constituents and not just a few on one far extreme or the other. And, and that th- you can say that and think that that's real or that we don't see what you're doing. Buddy, Bill Gates, you are you're, you're criticizing Republicans. What you just said you're talking about a the, the leftists who slice people into the slimmest, most shrill pseudo identities that exist and then roll them into intersectional partnerships. And you would say that the Republicans don't represent everybody as a whole. That that's none of it can add up logically. And that's a guy who is either, well, it can be a combination of things. Yes, in fact, deluded, deceived by the enemy, unable to see truth anymore, prideful. And I'm watching the log building up in my eyes. I'm talking about the specs in his. And he's he's a system worshiper. And the system he worships is the one he gets to run. He's a boss man in the Republican Party. It's that system he worships. He wants his own godhood. Okay, which brings us now, when we're talking about a small G godhood, of course, that leads to Michelle Obama. Oh, wait, one other thing. One other thing. Well, we're talking about things that aren't true in the, in the, in the mind of this guy, Bill Gates. Uh, justthenews.com is working on a story. Election machines reported more votes than ballots in... <laughs> oh, we've never heard that before. More votes than ballots in two Virginia precincts. The two precincts were Virginia's 7th and 10th Congressional District. Wow, they got more votes than ballots. Huh. Didn't we start, or didn't I mention earlier, my friend is an elected official, fellow board member, who is was telling me, yeah, of election fraud is old as history. All right, so when you're talking with, and I mentioned small G gods, people want to be their own gods, which brings us to the Obamas. And Michelle Obama went on to talk with an incredibly funny man named Stephen Colbert. Uh, And he's so funny, you know, cracks me up. Just laugh and laugh and laugh. (sighs) Pardon me. Uh, Stephen Colbert talking with Michelle Obama about her pain and the, the intense, uh, unspeakable pain of the Obamas during the period of the lockdown. How did the Obama family keep sane during lockdown? You know, the- well, we had a birthday party for Barack um, on, uh, on Martha's Vineyard in a $6 million tent before the, uh, you know, before the unspeakables came to town. The interesting thing is, I, you know, Barack and I probably did better than most in lockdown because we kind of lived in lockdown for eight years. <laughs> Wait. 
One of the things you did when you got to be in the White House is you flew from Washington, D.C. to New York for a pizza date. No, wait, that wasn't pizza. That was dinner. You flew from New York, um, from D.C. to New York uh, to enjoy dinner because there are no restaurants at all in Washington, D.C., although it's weird because I lived in Washington, D.C., and I have a vague memory of there being a bunch of restaurants there. And then there was, of course, the, the story that rings true to me, that they, they flew a pizza, they flew a pizza chef with pizza ingredients to Washington, D.C. to cook pizza at the White House because, once again, there is no pizza in Washington, D.C. You know, and I, you know, and I don't want to be trite about that because, you know, we, we were experiencing no hardship, but w- when you live in a bubble... And you have to think about every move you make. You literally can't even go outside for a walk without notifying. Okay, but you can. Uh, On the White House grounds, you can. uh, You can do that. Uh, At Kitty Bunkport, you can do that. In Hawaii, you can do that. And you spent a lot of time doing that. Just FYI. Somebody. Um, you, your, your footprint is smaller than you imagine. You're traveling with 20 cars. Um, we learned how... Your footprint is smaller than you imagine? Okay. ...to occupy ourselves in, like, this house and how to stay sane and keep moving. So we were able to apply those skills. Now, when the girls came home for college, that was all another thing. Um, You're thrilled. I mean, really, it was it was nice. It yeah. was nice to, you know, have your kids leave the nest and then come back and watch them. And for us, it was like, OK, you are saying you actually do your homework. Um, I, I kid you not. When they were doing class on Zoom, I'd go and I'd be like, you you're actually in class. You know, I, if I were them, I'd probably be cutting or turning the sound off. Just turn the camera know. off and go back to right. bed, baby. There you have it. But we occupied ourselves. I before. Does anyone believe the Obamas stayed inside? Well, we don't have to believe it. We've got the footage of them being out and about. We have the famous photos of them unmasked. We we have famous photos of them unmasked and in crowds. And when the parents think the kids don't see, and again, we're not their kids and they're not our parents, but the metaphor is, this is one of the reasons why. Nobody, well, that's not true, but many, many people do not trust the elections because the people who consider us our parents are lying about the climate. They're lying about our electrical grid and its ability to keep these promises. They're lying about the amount of money we owe. They're lying about what they did with money during the COVID flu. They broke laws and illegally bought corporate bonds twice for 360 billion bucks. That's financial crimes. They're lying about FTX and we're lying about FTX, which was in fact a very much, 
It looks to be a money laundering scheme. In which, by the way, Mitchell McConnell participated. Uh, I just got a very small, it's a very small portion of that money, Herman. I didn't get, uh, I, you know, Nancy, uh, Maxine, uh, they, they got the full. I, I, I prefer the Chinese Comic Party. They're lying about that. <laughs> They're lying about the reason behind. I, I just didn't want extra security at uh, at Capitol. I just uh, that's just a bad uh, bad. Uh, it's, it's, we call that uh, uh, we call that uh, uh, it's, it's a bad image, Herman. They're lying about why they didn't want extra security. The FBI is lying about uh, were there informants dressed in mega clothes in the Capitol before the doors were opened. Clearly, Chris Ray is lying. This is a recipe for this. Utter rebellion. Or a nation in utter dysfunction. There are very few kids and again i'm not saying we're kids and i'm not saying they're parents but there are very few kids of toxic homes who come out middle of the road they go to one extreme or another my parents were so neglectful man i'm gonna dive in i'm gonna be a helicopter parent and a lawnmower parent and or they just take on the dysfunction And the dysfunction continues. For me, it goes down to this. We have one father in heaven. He was really kind and he left us an instruction book and it's for our own good. And it's readable, it's accessible, and there are people who know it better than I do or will ever know it. And they can help us think through it very clearly. There is a community of people who have lived abiding in the spirit for many, many years and have gotten pretty good at spotting the lies. These things are all available to us. And the more time we spend in that community, the more time we spend building that kingdom, the less effect these elites have on us. Because guess what? You're 5% of our time. We're educated citizens. We vote. We're going to fight for election integrity or to force Republicans to ballot harvest and play that game, but not with the lies. But you're 5% of our attention span because you're not our parents and we're not your kids. And we do not stand in blindness to what you think of us and how you feel about us because it's quite clear you feel that we're the vulgars who need to be controlled and lied to for our own good. And our father in heaven doesn't do that. There's one father of lies and I'm begging you guys, the elites, you better start figuring out who you serve because you're going to serve somebody. Wow, did I just quote Bob Dylan? Is that allowed in conservative podcasting? This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be grounded in the word.